Hey, Rich. Hello, fancy seeing you here. Yeah. Where are we, Rich? Uh, we're in Munich. We are. And why on earth are we in Munich? I got to get on a plane last week. Um, we are here because once every two years, there is a very, 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 very big event. And what is that event, David? That event, my northern friend, is Electronica. We Welcome to Arrow Bandwidth at Electronica 2016. Thank you for downloading this podcast and welcome to Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast to help the channel better understand the trends, technologies and concepts facing the IT industry today. I'm your host, David Fern, and we hope you enjoy this Arrow production. And please subscribe. Thanks. And can we just say that we have got massive smiles over our faces? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We are on the largest stand at the whole of the electronic affair. And let me tell you, we will be giving you over the next, however long this podcast lasts, some, <laughs> some fascinating facts as soon as we learn them about just how big this whole place is. But we are on the Arrow stand. Uh, we have the entire podcast studio here. We will be broadcasting pseudo live as you can probably tell from the background noise, yep. um, throughout the next four days of this show. Four days, let me tell you, yeah. podcast listeners. Four days on the Arrow Mothership. This it, is it literally an impressive is. stand. There'll be lots it? of pictures that are associated with this, and you can see this is literally the Mothership. This is the largest stand at the whole of Electronica. Is it? Yep, 900 square metres. 900 square metres. There's it is more, as big there's as more, an office. Uh, but there's more office, offices yeah. than in our London office. Oh, and you can't and to be quite rooms. frank, our yeah, there's like 14 meeting rooms. Unbelievable. So it is insane, absolutely insane. And we will be joined by um, another co-host. So we've got Alex Richards out here with us, our yeah, PR specialist. And, uh, and we've also got Hannah in the second half of the week. Yeah, yeah, I know. They didn't have the staying power for the whole week. Well, what can I say? What can I say? What can I say? What can I say? So... What, what do we think people got you got to look forward to? I mean, <laughs> got to look forward to. In, in all uh, honesty, battlebots. Oh, all this, yeah. Or, or if if you're from outside of the pond, uh, robot wars. Yes, yes. There's actually RS components who are on the stand next to us do actually have their very own um, battlebot cage. Yeah, we may we may even try and do an interview with a battlebot. I thought you were going to say we might even, we may try to get oh, get a game. That's, that's take me out hey, of that. That's exactly why we're doing this. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's insane. As, uh, as as Rich just put it, we're squeezed in between the cloakroom and the spaceship. Yep. Um, you'll see what that means as the, uh, as the podcast goes on. Yeah, I think I've just, found the title, I've just found the title for my autobiography there, I think. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, long and short, we're going to be here for the whole four days. The whole mm -hmm. four days. Four days. Did you do it? Four days. Four okay. days show. That's uh, just terrifying. It's everything about this place is just... Yeah. On an extra, extra well, large scale. I'm not going to lie. So we all got here yesterday. Yep, we up. did. This is day one. And yesterday was brutal. I mean, honestly, I've walked into... <laughs> for some into... of us, it was. Yeah. <laughs> walked... Another story. Save that for, save that for another excerpt. From, yeah, I think uh, so. But we walked into what can only be described as a, as a building site. I can't believe it. Compared to what this place looked like, uh, what... Half past two, two o'clock yesterday. Yeah. And what it looks like now. A and fully functioning actual genuine corporate show. hospitality and meeting room oh, yeah. and displays. It's just oh, yeah. crazy. So so yeah, we'll be taking you around the around the arrow stand, which in itself is, is a mini exhibition. I think I'll get um, lost. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, we, we've got the IoT Corner. Yep. We've got How Happy's Munich, which literally has been the bane of my existence for the last 48 hours. We shall explain later. This is what gave David a very sleepless night. Yeah, night. All, all I've got to say is I was planning bus trips and, uh, and sort of uh, beers in Munich, and it turned into one and a half hours sleep and... Um, a lot of coding. A lot of coding. Recoding. Recoding. But we shall we shall we shall touch on that soon. But yeah, so Yes. Enjoy. I'll try. And uh, you do too. Yeah. And let's uh, let's see each other in a minute. Yeah. Alright. Bye. Cheers. New materials, new ideas, and new electronics will make life not only different, but better. Okay, so uh, Sir Rich. Yes. Why is why Arrow ECS here? Now we don't sell anything that people buy here, do we? ECS doesn't, but we're in the Silicon Hall of uh, Electronica, and a very very big part of our business it revolves around componentry, sensors, solar panels, cables, connectors. So indirectly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there is a purpose for Arrow being here. But the interesting piece for why ECS should be here this time is one of the key themes for Electronica 16 this year is the Internet of Things, which is something that you and I, I think, have got a little bit of a reputation of having a bit of a hobby horse for. So do. And, um, you know, if I just look, next to us is the Texas Instruments stand, and... You know what? I can just see uh, what looks to be the passenger compartment of a car. Of a car, yeah. Yep. And a big sign saying automotive, engineering, innovations. Um, lots and lots of talk and, uh, and advertising around sort of um, the connected world, really. And, and this is where I think the purpose of ECS being here this time yep. comes to bear because... All these sensors, all these devices, all these gateways, all these different mediums of connecting things together, you know what? They all share one thing in common, they collect data. And that data has to go somewhere. And it's not into a little magic box, which is the internet. <laughs> it's into all the good MacGuffin stuff that we do. Precisely. And I think, do you know what? To quantify what the, um, as, as Rich, not paraphrase, but quote Rich, the MacGuffins stuff we do is, um, obviously, we've got big data. So yep. one of the things, and uh, I think we'll probably go into a little bit more data, uh, detail about it later on, is uh, one of the reasons um, I didn't actually get to bed till about 4 o'clock this morning is because we developed a platform called How Happy's Munich for mm. uh, this place. Now, obviously, you've all heard of How Happy's London. Think of London, but Munich. Um, but, and we shall come on to this in a bit more detail later, it was not as simple as copy and paste London with Munich. Did we not just change the pictures and use the same data feed and just change London to read Munich? No, no we did not. But we shall come on to that later. But yes. so we were asked to build this Halpies, London, Halpies Munich platform, and the purpose for that was it was all about the end goal is the outcome. The yes. end goal is being able to make a better more data-driven, more thoughtful outcome than we would have otherwise made. Yep. To do that, we need to take this data that's come off all these devices, all these IoT sensors, whatever they may be, and turn it into valuable, quantifiable outcomes. Mm -hmm. So, Halby's Munich is essentially our little, uh, I say little, it's 
the biggest freaking video wall here. It's as big as the video wall we've got in, in Dowgate. Bigger than you were told, I hear. considerably bigger than... I, I, I was first told it was four screens. I was then told on Sunday it was uh, it was no longer... Well, I was told it was four screens, and I was told it was six screens last week, and then on Sunday night, and FYI, it's Tuesday, and I got told this Sunday night um, that it, we'd gone to nine screens, which meant I had to create three screens more content in, well, 24 hours, hence the reason I've not really slept. But that's neither here nor there. Um, the purpose of, um, of the platform is obviously to compute data and to understand and to basically, basically yeah. do exactly what Hampton London does, but for IoT, chip, sensors, you know, silicon and that gear, and, and essentially try and get people to understand the value of big data and the value of computing all this stuff into something more tangible. Yeah. Um, but some of the other reasons we're here is because um, there's this little thing, as we've spoken about, called the Internet of Insecure Devices. Oh, yeah. And that can only really be fixed by, by our division. Um, I think some of the things that really spring into mind from my perspective are being able to secure the sort of data lifecycle, being able to secure that data on its sort of journey from device to cloud to, to, to big data to outcome. I think um, one of the other big themes here is sort of the IoT from a perspective of industrial and uh, IoT in the workplace. Yeah. And really then we start to look at OT versus IT, so operational technologies, which is just sort of your traditionally your um, heating control systems, lighting, HVAC, um, air conditioning, uh, all the stuff that, to be quite frank, was the domain of the building manager is now starting to be put on the same network as the IT infrastructure. It's operational technologies meeting IT technologies. Where's the lines of demarcation? Well, generally, as soon as it comes onto that LAN, the, the, the transportation of the data and the, and the risk of the LAN being breached or something being breached or a, a device being breached and then used as an attack point back into the network falls squarely on the shoulders of the IT guy. Yep. So we've got this interesting sort of conundrum where operational technologies are colliding with information technologies and there is a huge, I think there's a huge opportunity for us and a huge opportunity for our partners to optimize and to take advantage of that with some really interesting security solutions that take, that basically uh, take this massively expanded attack surface and be more intelligent around it with it to essentially better control and do as much cool stuff, but just not necessarily with as complicated uh, infrastructure. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. I mean, think, you know, if we look back, depending on when you listen to this podcast, if you look back over the last few weeks, um, Internet of Things has uh, been in the headlines for, I think, a lot of the wrong reasons. Uh, we see yeah. uh, a, a massive, massive... Oh, the DNS attack. Yeah, the DNS yeah. DDoS attack on was it Dyne. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that wasn't great. So for for people that don't know, um, one of the companies that provides the backbone to the internet globally that uh, helps resolve, you know, your requests to um, to log into you know your your Twitter account on a Twitter server in a Twitter data center or. Likewise for Facebook and LinkedIn, etc., etc. Other social media systems <laughs> exist. Lots more exist. Now they were they were taken down, uh, and not yep. just for minutes, but but for hours. And it wasn't a, the traditional sort of um, malware on a or virus on a, a laptop or a PC that was that was executing that um, that attack. 
it was the computing power in um, connected, connected devices. devices. Yeah. Yep. And, and this is the thing. This is the thing. So, I mean, if we look at the world at large, most of these connected devices are lat-less secured, yep. number one. They come with essentially a default password, which is very rarely changed. Yeah. And they are facing the internet. We're talking routers. We're talking um, sort of infrastructure at the edge. We're talking about... Um, I've even heard of, of EPOS machines, so electronic point-of-sale machines, being overtaken because often these things sit on their own, isolated, yep. connected to a GPS or a GPRS network or a 3G network. You know, these are prime targets for this sort of attack. It's, um, a, way, it's a way into the World Wide Web. It's a way yep. out to whatever your target's going to be if um, you are a... A, uh, of malicious intent. Exactly. And you know, some of the things I've, I've heard about this was um, these vi this virus was so small it just sat in memory. And you yeah. could literally reset the machine and it would have got rid of it. However, your virus, your machine would have been reinfected in seconds. So it's just, it's, it's a very interesting take on the old botnet army piece. Yes, it is indeed. But, um, but yeah, so, so look, long way of saying we have big data, we have security in many yep. different forms, both yep. securing the device all the way through to, you know, developing infrastructure, networks, and security plans and strategies for IT versus OT. Mm -hmm. um, the other one is obviously, where do you actually process all this data? Ooh, an interesting one. You know, and a very interesting one. And you know, how do you, how do you cope with things such as uh, legislation and rules and regulations? Well, I was going to say, how do you cope with scale as well? You know, how do you get around all of these things? So a lot of these IoT companies are startup-esque. Yep. A lot of them are um, in the process of building out their, their infrastructure. They don't want to own servers. But it's not their game. Their game is understanding how to make a device last for two months longer because they've made a more power-efficient you know, decision on a semiconductor or on a power regulator. It's not about having some super whiz-bang, you know, server infrastructure. So cloud, cloud would be my other one. And, and But you rightly say, how do you get around things like legislation and, uh, not get around, but make sure you are in line with legislation without yep. having to invest huge quantities of money in server security infrastructure, you go and leverage clouds that already have this built into their, uh, their fundamental architecture. So it's an interesting one. Um, and earlier today, um, so, opening day of uh, Electronica, uh, we're on the uh, Arrow stand here, and next to us, on the opposite side from Texas, is, oh, Texas Instruments, rather, not I'm li literally, side. literally spinning around. On the opposite side, so do a 180, is uh, RS Components, and our good friends oh, yes. from, uh, from IBM Hursley were um, doing a presentation earlier today, so Charles yes, Luxon and... Um, and uh, Don Bramley, and you know it was, it was very good. You know, Lucy, you, Lucy Bramley, friend of the show. Yeah, yeah yes. his, uh, his wife. Yes, and um, you know, it, it was great because you know they were using IBM's cloud to show how you can you know get started if you're a hobbyist, a startup, or you know a tech specialist, and, and, and start you know connecting devices together, managing them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that, that's all well and good, and it gives you a level of agility when it comes to you know embarking on your journey from an IoT perspective. Mm. But but like you've just alluded to there, you know what happens when you reach production? What happens when your solution and your service starts to scale? What happens when you yep. have to conform with like you were saying legislation and regulations? You know that's that's an important 
part. I think that, you know, we're learning. I think our colleagues in um, components and um, intelligent solutions are learning that, you know, actually we've all got a really important role to play. So, you know, those, those of the those friends of the show that are listening that come from more of a traditional IT background, you know, how do we, how do we take the, the data center and the cloud messaging and propositions and vendors that we've had, you know, over the last, you know, five, six, seven years, how do we take their messaging, their products, their strategies, and how, how, do, we, how do we apply that to this whole new world? And yeah, I'm going to be really naive about it and say, it's a really simple answer. It's business as normal. What we're doing is we're just dealing with with different end client requirements. We're probably dealing with you know a different scale and a different type of data. But ultimately, we're absolutely placed to answer the sort of concerns that I think a lot of the people at a trade show like this today uh, and for the rest of the week uh, have got. So so hopefully we'll come away with. Now, uh, a few interesting conversations. We'll come away with some, some good contacts. We'll come away with, hopefully, having learned something, huh? Yeah. And do you know what? I think that last point is, is one of the interesting things to me. I think, you know, speaking very candidly about Arrow, I want to make sure that our business has relevance going into the future. I want to yeah. make sure our partners have relevance going into the future. And things like making sure that we are working and adopting um, in the right ecosystems, in the right partners, in the right strategies. Yeah. You know, one of the lovely things about coming to these sorts of things, and this is really unusual for us to be here, by the way, we are, I think, the first ECS representation there's ever been Electronica. Mm, not, so, yeah. not to mention, there's only me and you and, and Alex, and then later on in the week, Hannah Jenny, our producer and extraordinaire. Um, that's it, globally. No pressure. And that's not saying that we're under-investing. We just don't necessarily understand the market opportunity. Yeah. And I think the reason we're here is we do. And I think our partners do. And I hope, and I'm sure, that by the end of this, we're going to walk away with a whole bunch of business cards. We're going to walk away with um, a whole bunch of brand new customers that we didn't know existed. Yep. Who all need and want to consume. Who aren't the traditional VARs and service providers, but all need to consume compute, security, or big data um, that you know we can help them to to deliver and understand. Yeah. Great opportunity for us. But here's the thing: we are sowing the seeds. It's you guys, the listeners of this podcast, the partners that will really benefit from this because we can bring and we will bring an ecosystem of partners back with us who need servicing in an underserviced market. Integration, big data cloud, security, everything is up for grabs in the IoT space. And it's so needed at the moment. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail right on the head there. You know, I, I think the only way that any of this kind of works, yeah, there are very few businesses that are big enough, well-funded enough, and have the resources to, to throw at, now, let's face it, possibly a gamble on creating a connected solution or service. Oh, yeah, um, and completely. You know, the, the only way, really, I can see to, to kind of mitigate that risk, uh, increase the time of development and... Decrease access. the time of development. Did I say increase? Sorry, I apologise. Decrease the uh, the time of development and get get to market quicker is, is through creating ecosystems, bringing specialism, uh, whether it be experience, knowledge, access to markets in very particular industries or regions and areas and you know working in in partnership with other uh, businesses to you know 
to hopefully you know, create new revenue streams. And if, mm. if Arrow can play a part in that, uh, then... Whoop-de-doo. Oh, yeah. And why not? You know what? We, we, have, we have an OEM business. We have a componentry business. We have an IT business. We even have a reverse logistics business. And countless other uh, strings to our bows, you know, with, with acquisitions that you've seen over the last 12 months or so. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not a gambling man, but I'd back us. Well, let's be honest, Arrow have gambled... Uh, Heavily quite, already on our quite, behalf. Quite a few keywords <laughs> to have us here. So, uh, yeah. Look, so we just want to give you uh, 15 minutes. On, on why we're here, yep. um, because it's really important to understand so that you can quantify all the good things that we're going to bring back from uh, from Arrow in your own organisations, and you can turn this into, as we always try on this podcast and appreciate, we sometimes go off on outrageous tangents like the last of the summer wine and uh, bathtubs and cliggy. Thanks. Um, but you know, fundamentally, so that you can bring information and bring cool stuff back to your organisations to do things differently. Absolutely. So, let's go and meet some suppliers. Yay! Cool. All right. Brilliant. How many, how many you made, eh? Yeah. Okay, yeah. it won't be that Ollie I'm talking about. <laughs> Keep it clean. So, end of day one. End of day one. Well, Don't. actually, it's anything but the end of day one. There's still about 200 people on our... Uh, on our site, on our thing. <laughs> oh, these people got anywhere to go, like yeah. homes. Look at the picture, uh, Twitter, my Twitter account posted 5 p.m. on the, whatever day it is today. What day is it today? It's Tuesday day. Tuesday the, the 8th. Yes, Tuesday the 8th, 5 p.m. Look at that picture, that's what I'm looking at right now. It is still incredibly busy. However, what have you found today? What's, what's been your highlights, what's been your... Uh, what, what have you seen I, that's been impressive? So, um, un unlike your good self, I managed to sneak away for half an hour and um, a, a basically look, look around a little bit of this place. So, in no particular order, I think the things I've found pretty, I'd say amazing, but uh, pretty interesting today. Um, Infineon stand was awesome. They, uh, a robot built with their bits, their components, their motors, their sensors. That's quite cool. Yeah. Uh, and tomorrow, or yesterday, or a week ago, or at some point in the past, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, they're going to go for a Guinness World Record, because what this robot does is solve a Rubik's Cube puzzle. Mm. Ah, so there you go, you see, components, they can be interesting. The, oh, yeah. the other thing, the other thing that really, well, the main thing that attracted me to their stand was a Tesla Model X. Now, that is an amazing car, and that is the future. That is just... That's a computer on wheels, really. Oh, all day long. Yeah. And a bloody um, powerful one. Like that. Not half. Um, and again, you talk, you talk about sensors, you talk about IoT. Yeah, that's just the living embodiment of it, really, isn't it? Um, what else? What else have we seen? Um, there's a Formula E racing car here. So, again, disruptive technology. There Very you cool. Go. Yeah. Uh, and... and uh, a little favourite of mine. On this scale model, not the not the full size thing, but Ollie. And not the Ollie we know and love at Arrow, but uh, Ollie, the connected, smart, 3D printed, Watson powered, electric, driverless bus. 
which, shout out to NXP, actually is packed full of NXP sensors. So a really cool little demonstration Very there. Cool. Showing the um, the uh, 160 degree cameras that they've got on the uh, is it uh, lidar 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 that's it I'll get there eventually um, uh, and basically some feeds out from the sensors showing you know you stand at either end of this model bus and uh, it will show you the uh, the data feed from the cameras how it's capturing them and interpreting it uh, interpreting people as objects and then how it can basically feed into the system and say right you know what yes that's an obstacle no that's not an obstacle yes that's getting close that's getting dangerous yes we must take action either turn move speed up slow down run it over um, or, or avoid or break. So, so again, you know, from cool. from what we're talking about, sort of, you know, one of the themes of uh, Electronica being um, smart planet, connected world, IoT, digital. Yeah, it's um, it's not just sort of little tiny microscopic components and um, you know all sorts of really amazing tech. Really, really, you just kind of think, oh wow, look at that. that and cool. of course, there must be a company that makes um, the, the printer units for um, sales tills. And of course, they will connect electronically. And of course, they will be able to do weird and wacky things in the future. It's, it's been just, very cool. Very yeah, cool. Really cool day, I think. No, enjoyed that. And uh, I must admit, I am a big fan of the old BattleBots. The BattleBots Arena next oh. to us. I've seen that. I'm, I'm queuing up to have a go at that at some point, hopefully. Whilst we are here, well, I think we know a couple of the guys on the RS component. Oh, I think we do. Yeah, go and pull plead. a favour. Yeah. Well, you say you say pull a favour. I think maybe just go and look pleadingly and longingly at them and hang around long enough where they get fed up and say, "If we let you play, will you go away? Will you go away?" Yeah. Not to mention, and probably one of the reasons I've just made uh, Rich go on a couple of minute monologue was uh, the food's been fantastic. <laughs> yes. Food on the stand has been awesome. Yeah, not, o- just not only have I been pretzel. not only have I been padding the halls with uh, with uh, our uh, our good Alex here, um, I've I've had to literally sort of uh, yeah whittle on for five minutes while you fill your face with a pretzel, which what looks absolutely say. magnificent. It is, but you've still got one. So uh, saving mine, saving his. Yeah. <laughs> No, but it has been a fantastic day. Uh, day one, as I said, it's a four-day show. It's a long show. That's a very long show. Don't you think, Rich? Thank you. Yes, I'm using <laughs> my pencil. Thank you, David. He wasn't quite as friendly as I was. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. It, it is a really long day. Yeah. And another three of them. I know. Wow. When we've got the supplies in us tonight, should be fun. Yep. We've got Hannah coming tomorrow. Yay. We've got lots more uh, interviews and fun to come over the next uh, next three days. Yeah, I mean, we've got a couple of ideas, and we might jazz this up a little bit. It doesn't need jazzing up. It's got no, you and I on it. Hey. All right. And on that bombshell. I've got to figure out some more outros. Let's have a look around the show the next three days, see if we can't <laughs> just give you a bit of inspiration. A little bit of inspiration. All right. On that note, thank you very much. Day one. Good one. It's see a wrap. See you, see you day two. Goodbye. Bye.